on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello and welcome back to a late night episode of the Saints Prime Podcast. It is us three again. It's Harry, Mikey and me. No Jamie, he's still away in London, no internet. For the capital city of the world, there's still a very unreliable sense of internet there. So uh, we will have to do without, but I'm sure he will be back soon. Um, in the meantime, it will just be the three of us. We're going to do a preview towards the Burnley game. I know we did a reaction after the Spurs game, but that was a particularly interesting game that we wanted to talk about. So we'll treat you and give you another episode as well. Um, things to look forward Ooh. to. We've got plenty to come up. We've got an interview with Joe from the Turf Podcast uh, which is a Burnley-based podcast. He's going to tell us the lowdown of everything we need to count to. Me and uh, Mikey did that earlier, so we're already clued up. You will be soon. Um, we'll do that soon. I, have we got any questions, Harry? We can do those first, and then we'll go. We'll uh, let you hear the interview. Yeah, so we've got a couple. One saying uh, we're always terrible at Burnley, so I have a prediction, so we'll do that a bit later. Mm-hmm. But um, champion J1 said, Saluso starting and goalkeeper number one position. So... You know, it's the sort of thing of when Salisu is fit, do you think he should get dropped straight into the first team? And also, uh, Patch underscore IH also said Vestergaard to start. So we sort of covered it last episode, mm. but we'll have a quick rundown. When they're fit, should they start? Of course. What, as, um, as a well, new centre-back pairing, we should go with Vestergaard Or just anything. Salisu, One of the just... two, both of them, you know, anything, anything. Well, I can kind of reiterate what I said last week, if that would be of use. Yeah, just, just a quick summary. Yeah. And then... okay. Well, I, I, I expressed my reluctance to play Salisu straight away. I feel like, as we know, he's a solid player, but he is still young. I'd almost like to use him when it's absolutely necessary because we have a habit of yeah. bringing players in quite early, putting a lot of expectation on them uh, to be a leader or to be that, that best player in that defence, and it sometimes doesn't work. So I'd much rather play him when he has 100% learned the system and we playing when he absolutely needs to play rather than dropping him straight away and kind of giving him the baptism of fire but that's just me I understand fans frustration especially when the defence is shaky yeah I sort of feel after the international break we possibly it all depends on our results you know we're sort of down in the dumps if we get a win against Burnley and get a clean sheet then it's all it's all fantastic Mm. again do I think Vestergaard will play the next game I'm not too sure because Ralph does like to trust his players, but then again, Vestergaard sort of, if any game he suits, it'll be the game against Burnley. So I hope he mm. does come in. Who for? I'm, I'm not so fussed. I think both Ben Reck and Stevens are quite similar. You've got Stevens, who's better at probably ball distribution, but then I'd say, I know Mikey probably thinks different, but I think as a defender, I think Ben Reck's a bit better. So I can see the, mm. the pros and cons of both of them. And yeah, so that, that's my thoughts on the Vestigal and Salisu situation. Mm. No, it is. I'd, I'd say the same. Mm. I'd say the same that Ben Reck is overall a better defender. Mm. Stevens is a better player on the ball. Um, and we saw last time Vestergaard did come in for Benarek in the two on defeat. Uh, he came in to challenge Chris Wood, and then of course Chris Wood went off injured, <laughs> and uh, Vidra came on, which is a completely different player. Yeah. So that's always useful um, when you set up for your tactic and things change within about ten minutes. But yeah, um, I would like to see Vestergaard in for mm. Burnley um, again, same as Harry. Not don't really care for who um and with Salisu 
it, yeah, it really depends on timing because at the moment we're sort of calling out for him and wanting to see him because we've had two quite poor defensive performances. But if in the next four weeks we pick up three or four wins um, and we're looking at two to three clean sheets, then it's less likely that Salisu needs to start. And it'll be probably better for him to come into the team when we are two or three clean sheets and have a bit of confidence in our defence. Instead of coming in, no clean sheets. We've conceded, what, seven goals in our first two games? No, six goals in our first two games. Mm. Uh, eight overall in three. So, um, yeah, I prefer him to come into a confident defence than come into a defence that's currently quite friendly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right, is there any other questions that you would like to go well, the through, other one, The other one was the Bernie prediction, but I guess that's just sort of our podcast as a whole really okay. so we'll, well, we'll, we'll get we'll yeah that's true well what we'll do is we'll do that at the end I think a nice way mm. to uh, break us into uh, how we feel about Burnley we're going to have a listen to me and Mikey interview Joe from like I say the Turf Podcast um, this is what you had to say alright we're, uh, jo- we're joined by Joe from Turfcast are you alright? yeah good thanks lads how are you? yeah good good yeah good good um, so Burnley fan how do you think the season has started so far? Well, obviously, we're one of the teams that's only played one games, uh, one one games, one game. Um, so you can't really look. I'm just obviously just talking to you on on my podcast, and you've got two games to look at, and even that's not that much. We've only got one, and it was away at Leicester, uh, which is one of them grounds that you just expect to get beaten. Um, and because of uh, the fact that we don't have James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee at the minute, um, it's been a little bit difficult to try and get started. But we beat uh, Sheffield United in the Carabao Cup. Um, admittedly on penalties, um, and we're playing again in the Carabao Cup tonight. Obviously, the day recording, which is Wednesday, we've got Millwall. So at least we've at least we've got through that. Um, but yeah, the season, the Premier League season, has got off to a bit of a slow start. But it's it's been one game, and it was Leicester, but it was very unburnley-like performance. I think that was the problem. Yeah, uh, and do you think the? I mean, you were saying about the fact that the defence seemed um, a little bit weak. Do you think there will be, and I know there probably won't be in time for the Saints game, but do you reckon there will be players that will arrive to Burnley before the end of the transfer window? Fingers crossed, because we need it. Um, we had a, a bit of a, a dodgy summer in terms of outgoings. Uh, Joe Hart left, not bothered. Um, ben Gibson left, not bothered. But but you need backup. You need backup for their positions, especially Ben Gibson. Um, bit of a shame to see the way that Ben Gibson did leave and how, and how it worked out, but it is what it is. Um, and then Jeff Hendrick left as well. And that one really a little bit silly from Burnley Football Club because we signed him for £15 million uh, and he left on a free because we just didn't renew his contract. Uh, now, we did re- uh, reject a contract, um, but then they just didn't offer him a new one after that. Um, so we need players in. Now, there's rumours today that we're signing Dale Stevens from um, Brighton. It's not not the signing that's going to make everyone like, oh, bloody hell, Burnley are doing good business. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 a body. And at the minute, we only have three central midfielders and one of them's injured. So... It's, a, it's another body in there. And he can play, um, sorry, Josh Brownell can then play on right mid, which is where we've lost um, more bodies as well because Robbie Brady's already been injured this season and so has Johan berg Goodmanson. They're both wingers. Um, so we need people in. But Dale Stevens is reportedly coming. He had his medical today, according to reports. Um, there's just been a tweet from the Burnley Football Club Twitter account. I thought that were it, but it's not. It's just a lineup <laughs> for today's game against Millwall. Um, and Harry Wilson from Liverpool. Now, that one's a little bit different. That one might make people think like, it's not too bad that and I'm I agree with that one we need, we need some wingers um so fingers crossed we get that one over the line but yeah not not in time for Southampton maybe Stevens in time for Southampton but not Wilson 
Because of course it, it was a difficult summer because there was talks of Daesh leaving and there being real money problems because of the COVID pandemic and uh, not being able to be as active in the transfer window. So were you worried about that? A little bit, but the the I was mainly worried about Daesh leaving because there's a few clubs been sniffing around him for a while. I think Southampton were one club. Whether there's much truth in that, I'm not so sure. But at the time, there were reports that Southampton were looking at him. Um, Palace is one of the ones that worries me as well. Um, Everton looked at him as well before, but that was never really a, a goer, according to, to some people. But um, I worried about Daesh leaving. Not so much about the money, because that, that came from... Uh, a silly comment from the chairman, which you didn't need to make, which was a little bit silly. Like, And if you look at Burnley's books, they are more than healthy. Like, I'm one of them geeks that will look at the books and be like, that's fine. Um, now, we're never going to sign players for 35, 40 million quid, but but we are stable and we're not going to go bust. So I weren't too worried about that, if I'm being honest with you. Okay. okay. Yeah. I wanted to kind of, because I said about the, the weaknesses in the squad, but... Uh, coming into the game against Saints, I mean, we've we've hit, you know, we, we're not great defensively. And I think most of our fans will kind of say that. Is there anyone that you think could have a, a, a good day, uh, especially at a place that we don't normally have too much great success at? Success at? Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of Chris Ward. He gets a lot of stick from Burnley fans, unnecessary stick, because he's... he's, he's basically a cart horse, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a big lump up front that can win headers and stuff. You pass the ball to his feet and he's not going to do a Rabona or whatever. He's not going to do anything like that. But he puts the ball in the back of the net. And I know you were saying that um, on when we were chatting on Turfcast earlier that you've had some defensive frailties and, and Chris, Chris is a brilliant finisher. You give him a chance and he's nine times out of ten he's going to score it. Every now and then he does have a donkey moment though, to be fair. Um, so fingers crossed with none of that, but he scored a real goal against Leicester at the weekend. Very underrated goal. A ball in, I can't remember where it was from, brought it down brilliantly, chest, pushed the defender away through sheer strength and just finished it. So Chris Wood could have a field day. And if um, Dwight McNeil plays well, then he could have a field day as well. Fingers crossed. I say field day lightly, obviously. <laughs> I realise that makes it sound yeah. like we're going to win 4-5-0. I don't think that at all, but he, they could do well is, is what, what I should have said. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we've had a um, we've had quite a run of ex players score against us. Of course, we got Danny Ings from his ex Burnley. Jack Cork and Jay Rodriguez are at Burnley at the moment. How, how have they done over there over their time? Well, obviously, Jay's a Burnley lad. He was at Burnley before he went to Southampton. I think you guys signed him off us, and then he went to West Brom, and then we bought him back. Um, yeah, Jay's done really well. Jack's done really well, to be fair. But Jack's gone off the boil. The season we finished seventh, Jack was fantastic. He was brilliant he's even got called up for England and stuff like that in his time at Burnley all right he didn't do that well in his England debut to be fair and he's not been in England squad since but um he did really well but he's been poor since if I'm being honest with you um so he's had like a year and a half of basically being poor Jay on the other hand he's been fantastic it, it took a while to get into the team to dislodge Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood in the team but now he has done and he tends to be the the favoured person up top with Chris Wood so yeah Jay's Jay's done fantastic yeah, I mean, Ashley Barnes scored quite a few goals against us. But uh, talking about goals, you said about the, the defence there and you said Tarkovsky is probably likely to come back in against us. How important is he going to be in order to try and keep Danny Ings quiet? He's, he's, he, is, um, he is the reason, hopefully, that Danny Ings will be quiet. Without him, I think Danny Ings will have a field day. And I, I, I use the term field day correctly this time. Um, but I've just had the notification through James Tarkovsky. He's... He's apparently got a toe injury. I'm not sure how true that is. Obviously, there's been a lot of interest from Leicester City. Uh, apologies if you can hear a toddler crying in the background. I'm not neglecting him. Um, <laughs> I'll be in there in a second. Um, but he's not playing tonight again. And apparently the rumours were he is going to be playing tonight and he's not playing tonight. So 
Um, I'm not sure what's going on there with that one. That toe injury just seems to be a little bit mysterious. Um, but we need him back for Saturday. And if he, if he's not back on Saturday, then I, I do worry, if I'm being honest. Right. Uh, before we let you go back to Charles, score predictions? Uh, it's one of them, isn't it? I, without Tarke, I think you'll score a couple of goals, but I think we'll score a couple of goals. So I'm going to go Desmond, 2-2. Um, with Tarke at the back, if Tarke and Ben Mee were playing, I'd be like, yeah, this one, these are the sort of games you have to win. Like, no disrespect to Southampton, you'll obviously say the same for us when we're playing at St Mary's. These are the sort of games you have to win if you want to be clear of relegation or or in the top half as we were last season. Um so I'd, I'd probably say like 3-1 with them, but it's looking like Torquay's not going to be playing now after that news has just come through onto my phone and I'm a little bit worried that he could even be a Leicester player by then, but or West Ham, but I can't see him going West Ham from being honest with you. Um, so I'm good, on the back of that now, I'm going to go 2-2 because I don't think Torquay's going to be playing. I don't think I'll see him in a Burnley shirt again. And I've literally just got that now on my on my phone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not well, sure what with that one. He might play, he might not. Fingers crossed he does on our point of view. Yeah, and uh, I said two two. We did uh, go on uh, Joe's podcast as well, and we did give our uh, analysis on the Saints one as well. So if you want to go check that out, make sure you go and have a look at Turfcast. Make sure you, you can see what me and Mike said as well. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much, Joe. It's been really great to talk to you. Um, um, yeah, let's hope for a, let's hope for a good game. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for inviting me on as well. I really appreciate it. All right, cheers. Awesome, thank you. So there we go. That's what um, Joe had to say from Turf Podcast. Nice lad, wasn't he, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, you weren't there, Don't Harry. Pretend. Don't pretend <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. Shut up. And we were all uh, beautifully uh, matching with our top. So I don't think it was we meant to do it. However, I've turned up in a a claret shirt. So did Mikey, and the Joe was wearing his obviously his Burnley kit as well. So we were all we were all matching. It looked like we were all Burnley fans. Were in fact we know that. Yeah, did, so yeah. I thought we were we were well matched. But of course, this is an audio medium, and you won't be able to tell. That, but. Well, there we go. Um, knowing that information now, Mikey, with the the lowdown of of those things, has anything changed from your opinion, your confidence, or your you know how how you perceive this game coming up? If Tarkovsky's out, mm-hmm. we have a much better chance than we do if he's not. Yeah, he seemed very confident in that, didn't he? Yeah. Because it was right at the end of that interview, he did pop up saying that he's out for tonight's game against Millwall. We are recording on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tonight's game against Millwall, he didn't play. And apparently he was supposed to be fit, as Joe said. So it, it's, it's looking promising them. Def- well, for us, for them defensively, it's looking promising for us to be able to create chances. But it's then again, the fact that Every single time we've gone up to Burnley, we've quite similar centre half. So we've been dominated in the air and we struggled. And I, I again, I can't remember the last time we actually got a win at Turf Moor. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Try and find that. <laughs> yeah, well, again, that. I must mention as well that we did appear on uh, Joe's podcast as well. So if you want to hear what we had to say about Saints in in our way about talking about it um you can more than welcome to go and listen to that as well i'll go i'll link uh all of the turf cast information in the in the bio as well so you can have a look at that if there's that's something of interest but um harry you weren't at the interview so you wouldn't have had joe's information <laughs> but you can still put your two pence into how you think we'll do well, I think we definitely have a better chance than we did last year. And I know we were hyped up at the start of last season. You know, we're going to do really, really well. But the the system it wasn't it wasn't quite perfected. Whereas now we've had a few games to get into our shape. 
Armstrong maybe isn't fully fit, but he should play a good amount of the game. Gineppo looks electric. And with their two centre-backs not being fully fit in Ben Mee, and even if Tarkovsky does play, it won't be a fully fit Tarkovsky. So you have Charlie Taylor there. And is it? it's not Richard. It's dumb. I can't remember what his name is, but he, he made his Premier League debut against Leicester and they lost 4-2. He did score, though. So he might mm. be a danger in the air. He's very but- passionate when he scored. Mm. I think we've got a good chance. That. I think we got. I think we got a good chance. Like you said, we're never really good away at Burnley. I remember drawing one all there two seasons ago. I think. I think we we lost three 0 last season. We lost one 0 to a Jerry Barson free kick a few seasons prior to that. And um, it's it's not it's not been a good stomping ground for us at all, really. So it's it's going to be a tough, thing, it's going to be a tough game, whatever whatever case. But I think mm. it's also going to be a tough game for both teams. I can tell you the last time that Southampton won oh, at Turf It was the 27th of October 2007. Ouch. Um, so it's been 13 oh, years dear. since we've actually won there. It was goals from Bradley White Phillips, Jason Yule and Stern John in a 3-2 win. Stern uh, John, oh my God. Yes. Yes, wow. we're going back a little while. Cliffin' <laughs> yeah, That is uh, indeed... No need for such vulgar language, though. Harry. I mean, I know you're frustrated. But... Hey, what? What, what, what happens? What happens? I'm but, I think you um, said "freaking hell." Well, that's blasphemy as well, isn't it? I, I do apologise. I know that's what? terrible. <laughs> We're going to get Harry to apologise. You probably touched upon it. I do apologise if I said any, any poor language. But what is our best chance? of winning this Despite game you know me. like like you said we've not won there since 2007 there's quite clearly something we've done wrong for 13 years mm. you know what has to go right for us to do well or, or to get a point or would you and also would you take a point or would you would you push for I three? I predict it I, I won't reveal what my prediction was because was it one of? that might no. no, no, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. And Mikey, Mikey looked at me as soon as I said, I, okay, I said it was going to be a draw and Mikey looked straight at me and gave me a little wink. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say one all. I'm going to say, oh my God. I'm going to say two all. And, uh, which I think is probably what... I, I'd be very happy with that. If we got two goals, and I know it, it doesn't make our defence look that great, but... I, th- I think a draw is a very a fair result, and Joe was saying that these are the games you have to win. As a as a Burnley fan, that's he saw Southampton as a must win game, and I think we need to kind of view it the other way. I think we have to match their physicality, which I think Ralph will push for, um, and slightly alter the tactics. We don't have to flat out press them. I don't think because. They're happy they to get rid of the ball. So they don't they're not going anyway. to be. No, they're not going. They're not going to want to retain possession heavily. They're going to want to get it to their. They're going to cut the midfield and put it straight to the strikers. So, um, I, I hope Ralph has the the sense to to be able to alter his tactic. It's not a, an on or off switch with with his pressing style or something like that. Hopefully, it can be. We've seen it with successful managers who do like the press. They do alter it depending on the the sort of game. Obviously, uh, Klopp probably the the best at the moment, tactics wise for his press. We have seen him variate it in a different circumstances. So, so what system oh, we, do we change oh. to then? I just, I just think that I don't think we need the high as high of a line we saw at Spurs. Um, 
I don't know whether you would press the keeper into mistakes as much as possible. Maybe just um, come back and put pressure onto the wing back so they have to push the ball out wide rather than putting it central. I don't know. Um, Mikey's more of the uh, the tactics than me. Dyche isn't stupid. Yeah, Dyche isn't stupid. Dyche would have seen the Tottenham game last week and he knows mm. that he's got a big target man in Chris Wood. He's yeah. got a goalkeeper in Nick Pope that can kick the ball long. I don't know how accurate, but he can kick the ball long. Uh, all he has to do is get that ball onto Wood's head. Wood gets a flick on or a first-time pass. And then they've got pace in Dwight McNeil, Jay Rodriguez to get in behind our defence. And then that's a one-on-one against McCarthy. So I think what we do have to do is drop the line a little bit, make sure that at every opportunity, whether it's being kicked, well, whether it's been goal kicks, being kicked out, corners, free kicks, anything like that, you get Vestergaard on Chris Wood and you make sure that Vestergaard wins every single header he possibly can. Because if we get it into their midfield, we know their midfield's weak. They don't have many midfielders like we do. They've only got an option of two. So I don't know how strong their midfield two are compared to ours. But hopefully we'll win that midfield battle and then we can start playing higher up the pit. I don't know if dropping the lines, what we want to do. It, it probably is because we know that we're not going to be able to press them because they are happy to get rid of the ball. In all fairness, I think it could turn into a lumping game and it's whoever gets the flick on because mm. we've shown that we're not overly confident playing the ball out the back for the majority of the season. I think the first 45 minutes of the Spurs game was really good in like playing the ball out the back and keeping possession. But in the other halves that I've seen, it, it hasn't been very good. Um, Burnley, we know, are more than happy to lump the ball. Um, but they've also got quite a bit of quality in McNeil, in Jay Rodriguez, where they can get the ball down and they can play. We see Jack Cork is a very good ball player as well. I, I know um, Joe said that he's not been on this form, but he's still a very good ball player, especially when he was at Southampton. So you know what he can do as well. So it, it's not just the case of, oh, make sure you win the physical battle. That's the first step. And then it's stopping Burnley from playing because they can play. Yeah, for me, if, if we're going to win, I think we need, to, we need those creative outlets on the wings. We need to force them. On, like I, said, I said it last year, like, and it didn't, it didn't go in my favour. So, but I said, Eric Peters and Phil Barsley, they're not... They're not. They're good. They're good standard fullbacks. But if Gineppo didn't play last season, I don't believe he may have come off the bench. But he didn't. I don't think he played. I don't think Armstrong was at the same level as he is. He was last season to he is now. If we have those people just running at their fullbacks, I think they're going to have a, a real hand of a time. And if we can just get the ball in the right areas to those inexperienced centre backs, not Charlie Taylor's thirty. He's not inexperienced, but at the Premier League level, I think he's he's not even played fifty games. You know they will. Che Adams will find space. Danny Ings he will find space in the box. And if we can win that, if we can get it on the wings and just try and find men in that area, I think I think there's a good chance that we can score. We mm-hmm. can score, or at least outscore them. And like like you said, they do have attacking, you know, attacking quality. So that's gonna that's certainly gonna be a concern as well. I found a, a brilliant website, and Mikey, you'll eat this right up because I know you you love a, a stat. Um, but it's a website powered by StatsBomb. Are you aware of StatsBomb? Mm. Um, yeah. StatsBomb is a, a, I don't know, I think they, is it used in the industry for stats and things like that? But um, Well, I'm supposed to be taking a course on it, so Ooh, I hope so. Okay, yes. well, if you want to have a look, then 
This website's called fbref.com, and it tells you information about uh, XG. And they've got one here, non-penalty expected goals per 90 minutes. So I know the data size is quite small because we've only played two games. But interestingly, Che Adams is at top because he's obviously had some great chances. Uh, Nathan Redmond second and Danny Eakes comes in at third. So um, I think it kind of reassures the, the fans that Danny Eakes just finishes what he gets. He's got an XG of 0.13. So he's got... I, I've taken penalties away from that because obviously... Um, a penalty is a very high XG and uh, squanders the... De- well, not squanders the data, but what's the word I'm looking for, Mike? Influences it? Uh, skews uh, it? Skews the data? Sure. Okay, that's it, yeah. Um, I think so. <laughs> but I think we know from that that Che does get in a lot of the right places and there's been some brilliant saves that have had to be made from where he is and... Um, can't remember who I was talking to, but they said that they thought that Che was slightly wasteful with some of the chances. Um, was that you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was on the the reaction. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 I, I I hope he kicks on. I think he needs a goal again. I'd be interested to see what his target was for this year, because last year it was just firstly get on the pitch, and then it was get a goal, wasn't it? So. Going into the new season, what do you reckon Che's target was? Because I think all players will set themselves a target, won't they? What do you reckon his target was? Well, like you got four, didn't you, last yeah. season? Was it four mm-hmm. in yeah. the end? Yeah. So I think he's probably hoping he would double that to eight, I would have thought. You as a striker yourself, Maybe Mikey, can, uh, can get into the mind of <laughs> Che Adams. Oh, yeah. Yes, with all the goals that I in my career... Um, mm. To be honest, mate, I when I went up front, my hope was to get the shot on target. That was the hope. Right. Not if it would go in, just get it in between the white things. Um, so uh-huh. I don't think my head is quite what Che Adams had being a Premier League striker. Um, so I, I'd say he would have gone for about eight for the amount of goals that he wanted to score. Well, to be fair, mm. he probably wanted to go double figures, but I think eight would be a good yeah. total for him. By I, I, I'd be happy for him to get eight, nine. But I think if, if I was in his yeah. mindset, I'd be thinking, if I'm playing the same minutes as Danny Ings and I've shown that I can score goals, why can't I challenge Danny Ings to the Southampton top goal scorer? You know I, I know it's unrealistic. I, it's not that unrealistic because Che has had well, better chances this season. But why not the same, yeah. like, just a, sim- a similar level of goal contributions? Because they're working up top together. And when Danny Ings isn't going to be able to recreate the same level, he's not going to be at the same level as much as I'd love him to be. And he still could, but it's heavily unlikely. Mm. If I was Che, I'd be going, no, I'm going to be the main man. I'm going to be the one that's going to score all the goals. Or not all the goals, but I'm going to, I'm going to match Danny Ings or get to his level because I don't want to be that's... seen as that. I want to be recognised as a Southampton striker. I want to be in the same category yeah. rather than Danny Ings is carrying the team in a two-striker formation when the other one never gets mentioned. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say the fact that I know Danny Ings had a brilliant season last year, but... You start on the exact. You start. You both start to zero again. Last season's mm. doesn't carry doesn't carry over. Um, so I think he will want to try and match what Danny's Danny's doing. It's interesting that uh, Ings is on penalties. Um, do you do you reckon that's going to be until he he misses? He is going to be on penalties. It will stay. It will stay. Now he knows yeah. that there's a chance that he could get the top goal scorer boot. But I think non. We'll mm. go for non penalty goals then because Che already knows that. If we win three or four pens, 
Like he's not got. Like let's have yeah. a look. Like Che, I know Danny was going for the top goal scorer, but but Che was on a hat trick when we got a penalty, and he was still not giving it. Mm. Fair play to the lad that he um he didn't kick up any sort of fuss about it. He was more than happy for Ingsley to score. But I think non penalty goals. I think Che. Che will want to prove himself. He, he, he doesn't want to be that, not joke of a striker, he's, he's definitely not that because he brings so much to our team. But I think he wants mm. to be put in the same bracket, especially also because he's, he's, he's a few years younger than Danny Ings. So if, if he can get to that sort of level, you know, there's, there's so much more he can do for us and maybe for a different team in the future. If he, if he is at that level, another team might be coming and have a look at him. So not just for his personal thing for Saints, for his career aspirations as a whole, because he'll want to do more than Southampton. You know, he's still a young striker, as much as it's upsetting to think. He so wants to win so, titles. You know, and he said that he can do that at Southampton. I'm not so sure. I'd love to think so, but I'm not so sure. Right, okay. Well, what do... What do we want to cover next then? What what are you guys what are your feelings towards the Burnley game? Anxiousness. Wow. Um stunned into silence from Yeah. Are you concerned? <laughs> yeah. I are mean, you excited? Are you apprehensive? Are you you know slightly? What word would you I, use? I'm concerned in the fact that oh my god. I said anxious. I'm, I'm concerned over the fact that hmm. yeah. It it's it's been so long since we've actually got a win there. Mm. And it's been quite a long, well, I'd say probably our best performance was the year that, you know, when Redmond nutmeg Jack Cork and put in the bottom yeah. corner and then Jack Stevens yeah. pulled down Peter Crouch in the box, which was a questionable was penalty. A penalty. Was that, a that was probably, hmm. that was probably one of our um, best performances there. Mm. Um, so if try and match that, that'd be good. But yeah, it's a long journey. It's cold. There's going to be no fans there usually isn't many fans that do the long journey up. No. Um, so I think it would still be, it's going to be a really, really difficult game. I think it will. And I think the I thing think. that will decide, and it, it's, it's a very simple um, thing, but the thing that will decide whether we win the game or not is whether the players can be up for it. Mm. I think last year, I don't think they were. And I think they, they lost that physical. You then deserve to play the way that you want to play. But if you don't win that, how many battle, of the? Hmm, sorry, you, you finish your point. What? If you don't win the physical so if battle, if you don't, if you don't win that physical battle, you're not going to win the game against Burnley. One thing I wanted to see was how many players who played there last year and knew how difficult it was is going to be playing on Saturday. I mean, if you look at the lineup last time, uh, Gunn, Begnaret, Stevens, Vestergaard, Valerie, Bertrand, Warprouse, Romeu, Adams, Redmond, Ings. Okay, that's more than I thought, to be fair. Like, I, you think either one of Vestergaard, well, there's going to be two of those. Valerie's not going to play, but the rest are all pretty much going to play, aren't they? Well, obviously not Gunn. But that's, what, yeah. seven? So they're, they're going to have that, that knowledge how Burnley are going to play so I think hopefully that will provide a little bit of, um, you know, something to act off, if that makes sense. They're, they will have that kind of wanting to prove that they can do it. So I, I, I think it'll be good for them if they if they have played there well, before. It's, it's to bounce back yeah, as well, isn't it? We need, we need to bounce back after two not great mm. performances. Yeah, it's true. 
Okay, well, I, do, I feel weird doing score predictions already, but is there anything else that you guys feel like you want to discuss before? My, my only sort of thing is we, we can't... Do a... oh, okay. <laughs> we no, so we can't afford to lose at the end of the day because we can't start mm. with back-to-back-to-back losses. And then we've got West Brom on, after the international break who, yes, have been the... It's not the kicking boys. I can't think of the phrase, so I'm just going to call it the kicking, kicking boys, boys of the um, of the league so far. You know they're not going to be a, they're not going to be an easy task due to their attacking prowess, and I imagine they would have signed more players since then. So we need to get something out of the game, whether that's a draw, whether that's a win. We need to scrape or just get something, something to hold on to, and then I think we'll be fine because otherwise you just can't start the season with back to back to back losses, especially after the hype comes this season, especially after the hype around the players, the manager, just the team, both from internally and externally as well. Would would you want to see Ralph then? Maybe, I don't know. Not sit on a sit on a goal, but take things a little bit more defensive. Or do you reckon we do have the firepower to wash out and completely not outplay, but you know what I mean, dominate the game against Burnley? Oh no, we've we've got to go for it. We've got to go for it. I just mean the end result should be a win or a draw. Mm. Whatever happens, we should be going for the win. But I think the players yeah. and the managing staff, or at least me, would be satisfied with a point just because then it means you're yeah. on the board. We might not be in the relegation zone because at the moment we're 19th. And I know it's only two games into the season, but then last season it was three games into the season. Then for, I know if we didn't, we weren't in there till like the 10th or 11th game. But you just don't want to be in there yeah. at any point because the longer you're in there, the more downhearted you get. So... We just yeah. we need to get points on the board and points on the board fast, and hopefully it starts with Burnley. Okay, Mikey, you were cut off, but you have the floor. No, I was just going to say other things to talk about. I mean, there's that bid over the Sporting Lisbon winger. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but yeah, but he's coming in. He's coming me. into. Um, yeah, he's coming in to replace Buffal, isn't he? Pretty that's much. that's the sort of talk I've heard... about Buffal's off to France or Greece or um, well, I, know, I heard that Buffal had offers for. I think there was what was the club he was at last? Was it Lille? Lille, but before that it was at Angers. Oh, yeah. So like I think that. Angers have put a bid in for him. Um, I've heard something about uh, Nitcham. I don't know how true it is, um, but That's apparently the you never know. Because <laughs> it, it it seems like when we're linked mm. with them, they just chuck another couple teams in them, and it might just be mm. that we're one of them. Because it says West Brom and West Ham. Well, our West Brom correspondent Harry Tizard informs me that West Brom aren't looking for a centre midfielder. Is that true? True. Well, they shouldn't be looking for a central midfielder. Whether whether they are or not is a completely is a completely different story. But you've got that. You've got Nitchum. It was Giovanni Cabral. I think you were you were associating with the wing wing that's spot. It, that's the I, one. I knew I screenshotted yeah. it on my phone somewhere, and I was able to find it. But for me, the football, wing, the football insider are talking about Nitchum. I, I don't know how reliable they are. Just need a wing and a central that. midfielder. I don't care. Mm. Tom Davis. I know it's not as amb- an ambitious signing. I know some of the Saints fans are like it's not a great. I take him. I take him. You know, he's he's not old. Yeah. He's he's got the potential still. 
and I know it's not an ambitious one and I know it's on loan so it's a bit like meh because we're not actually going to keep the player but if we can get some loan of an option or an obligation to buy then I'd be more than happy to see him come through the door but the, like, the problem is with Saints fans if it was some Portuguese player from the 6th division of Spanish football they'd be lapping it right up because they know the player they know it's Tom Davis and he's not he's not the foreign star that they're all hoping for it's not as interesting is he? Uh, well, the thing how is, old we, is we the need lad? bodies. Twenty-one, twenty-two, isn't he? Tom oh. Davis. Okay, that's that's. I thought he was like a youth player who's Davies. actually getting on a bit now. Tom Davies is a twenty-two-year-old. Mm, okay, that's all right. Olympiacos. Twenty-three next year. Let Let equip the French magazine have said. Mm. Uh, Bufal rejected offers from China because he wants to find a team in the top five leagues. Yeah. So, if Lille or um, what was what was their name again? Sorry, a- Angers. It's, it's, if they it's, come it's in, the it, French team that he was starting at, or almost mm, starting. At. It, it seems um, likely that he would go. Um, yeah, it looks like Everton want to sell uh, Davis rather than loan. I think we are just trying to see what he's like first. Hoyd looks pretty much out the door as well. Looks like he's on the plane to Lazio. Is that true? Again, maybe. Mm. I know uh, (laughs) Romano tweeted it, so it seems pretty likely it's um, because he's yeah, quite reliable. And again, that's a obligation to buy for four Mm. points something. You know that letter he sleeps five hours a, a day? Um, why he did an interview about it he did an interview on the I think like the Athletic or something saying that he only sleeps five hours a, uh, a day when it's transfer um, transfer season this is what your future career is going to be like Harry do you reckon you could do five hours of sleep well that's just rude isn't it I think Harry <laughs> might not be with us. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, Mike. No. Is there any more transfer rumours that I might be... Well, have I... Do we even talk about the takeover? Um, that um, There's talks of the takeover. Mm. Uh, any information about a takeover being completed is false. Uh, I think most information about a bid being accepted is false. Mm. Uh and the guy has taken out what seems like a seventy-five million pound loan, uh, and yeah, that's that's never promising. No, when you hear someone having to take a, a large sum of money out on loan, apparently, if the bit takeover does happen, it's only for the eighty percent of Gao. Apparently, Catherine is still keeping her twenty percent of the club. That's um, interesting. Yeah, so. Again, nothing's happened. There's nothing really to talk about. There's very mm. little that's been released into mainstream media. There was an article on the Athletic, but I'm not paying money to read it. So, <laughs> if yeah. uh, Harry was able to get his Wi-Fi working, and I'm sure he'd be able to tell us as well, but um, it seems unlikely at this moment. Um, I don't know where we take this because I feel I feel like we're a man down again. I I, I feel half complete when we don't have. Yeah. Um... I mean, I mean, we can we can wrap it up here. Yeah. I know Harry's, you know, struggling off on his own <laughs> little world in Derby at the yes. moment. But um, we have to. We have... We can always do predictions. Yeah. Oh, we can do predictions. Well, and 
then wrap it if up. You, if there. you didn't go and listen to the uh, Turf podcast, then um, I'll let you into a secret. I predicted a two-all draw, but you can uh, you won't be getting any more from okay. me. You'll have to go and listen to um, Joe's podcast. Uh, Mikey, do you, do you want to recall us on what you predicted? I, I predicted a 2-1 win, I believe. Okay, well, there we go. If um, I remember correctly. I don't know what Harry predicts. Did, did he say what he was going to predict? I can't remember. Um, no, no, but I'm sure it will be some sort of Southampton victory. I, <laughs> I would have thought Harry would have gone for a 1-0 because I think a 1-0. thinks... Wow, both, this is a whole both new... sides... This is a whole new angle. We're predicting the we, prediction. We're predicting what <laughs> someone else is predicting. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Um, well, he's completely left the call for me now. Um, There's blue bubbles in a circle. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't know how we get Harry's prediction, so maybe he can, he can tweet no. it or something. Yeah, he can um, give it. But of course, you could, you, instead of... Uh, just um, actually, yeah, he can do a tweet on the uh, the Saints pod and say um, what he predicts. Um, if you want to go and see that tweet, the best way to do it is through the link in our bio. Go and have a look in the link in the bio. Now, I have made a beautiful little website for us, and it takes you to anything you need. So, if you want to go to the Twitter, it takes you straight there. No more opening it in Safari, or whatever. It takes you straight to the app. Spotify. If you want to go straight to Spotify, if you want to listen to it on something else. If you want to leave a review, you can do it on there as well. And uh, if you want to leave us any feedback, any suggestions of what you want us to do in the future, if you if you think there's something you can improve on, is the day you know bad for you, bad for you when we upload or something like that? Do you want us to be a bit more lively? Do you want us to be a bit more chilled? Anything like that, just leave us a review or anything like that. Leave it in the uh, suggestions, a little feedback, uh, Google Docs. If you've got any ideas as well, so especially in international breaks coming up and things like that, we're going to need ideas to fill the time. So if you could help us with that, I'd be very much appreciated. Um, have I missed anything, Mikey, or have I have I got it all? No, I think you covered no. it all. So we've had a bit of a chilled one tonight. We're recording a bit late night. So sorry if uh, energy levels are down, but um, we just thought we'd keep it chill, wouldn't we? So like a bite-side episode today. So... Thank you very much for uh, listening and uh, getting with us so far. Let's hope for a win at Burnley. Hope for it go well. Um, I've only got one person to say goodbye today. Of course, I'll say goodbye and uh, I hope yeah, it goes well. It's quite, it's quite but, sad. Um, yeah, Mikey, lead us out, mate. Yeah, it's, it's goodbye from me. Oh, goodbye from me as well. We shall have the four. We shall return later. But let's see the Burnley result first. Let's hope for a win. And uh, in the meantime, I hope you have a good week. See you later. Goodbye.